Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always from sunny Sacramento, bright and early. What's it, about 8 o'clock there, Spread? Yep, 8.18, Ash Barty just started. Uh, beautiful morning time before it gets pretty hot out here. You gotta love that West Coast sports time. 8 o'clock in the morning and there's tennis on. That's wonderful. I had to wait all the way till lunchtime here. Yeah, sometimes though I am jealous of you guys for like the NFL because sometimes I wish I could do stuff in the morning before the game starts. Like you guys can get up, get a full morning in, and then start, uh, you know, you're not, what, you, one o'clock. That, I don't know. I seem to like that a little better. Maybe I sleep in later than you. That's possible. Maybe that's the deal. You just got to get up earlier. But (laughs) we're not here to talk about the NFL. We're here to talk about tennis. We've had a pretty great first week of the U.S. Open. Um, We'll just do a quick kind of flip down. I'm going to go down kind of the results here. Um, You know, normally what we like to do is recap the last week and then spend a lot of time going to the next week's tournament. But uh, since we're in the middle of a major here, we'll spend a little more time on the recap and then break down the round of 16 matches. You know, obviously we'll probably skip the Barty Wong match since it's on. Um, and then we'll take a look at some of the outrights that we have less. But starting at the top of the bracket here, the first name that I think we want to talk about of uh, women that were not in the round of 16, Coco Goff. Um, by far one of the most popular players, especially in the United States. Really got it, had a great time watching her match against Potapova there in the first round. I don't know if you got a chance to see that or not spread, but it was a really interesting match. Potapova comes out pretty hot, serves to the set at 5-2, and at that point the crowd was completely silent, and, and Goff looked out of it. Goff got a break there, and although Potapova did close out the first set, I think 6-4 at that point, um, the crowd kind of got engaged, and she really fed off of that and basically just kind of hammered Potapova in those last two sets. You know, what did you think about Coco Goff last week? Um, you know, how much did you get to watch watch her? What did you think of her as a player? So I watched the whole uh, Potapova match, and I watched most of the Osaka match. I gave up there in the second set uh, when it was getting kind of one-sided. But, I mean, wow. I mean, she's just living up to all her potential. I thought the Potapova match was a good match because they're, I mean, close to the same age. Obviously, 18 is a lot more mature than 15. Um, and I thought Potapova, you know, really showed off her good, good ground strokes and all the potential she has. And obviously, I think that was a tough mental spot for her. Um, but you got to credit Coco Goff to coming through. And obviously, she's very exciting. The number one thing they talk about, you know, on the ESPN and just pretty much the normal sports where they talk about every sport and they're not specialized, those type of shows. Um, she seems to be a big hit. So. Um, great for the sport and plenty of potential. It'll be interesting to see what she does next year. Do you have any thoughts on you know kind of the rest of her career? I think I might have asked you guys this in an earlier episode, but I'm curious just to check in again. What do you think ends up being Coco Goff's maybe best ranking? Does she strike you as a number one player? Maybe a top five, top fifteen? What number one between with between five to ten slams. Really? So so what do you yeah. see about her? I mean, is it is it her attitude? What what about her game? Do you love so much? Uh, I mean, first things, she's got the the physical prowess, which means basically she's quick, she's fast, she moves well, and she can generate a ton of power. Um, her ground strokes and her fundamentals are on point, and she seems to have um, the right mental aptitude and focus on the game. Now, obviously, this will change, especially uh, as she becomes more of a star, um, but I don't really see any reason to doubt uh, to, to doubt her ascension to the sport. 
I, I agree with that. I think she does have all the talent you're going to need to become world number one. And, um, you know, one of the things that I always try to focus when I'm watching these matches is, you know, what's the mental state of being? How how do they struggle with, you know, how do they handle adversity? How do they handle success? Um, and really interesting to watch her again come back against Potapova to be out there against Osaka still trying while Osaka was just hitting fireballs in that second set. She played some really fantastic tennis. And I'm just really optimistic about her ability to stay calm and, and stay focused. So, um, really excited for Coco Goff. Now, do you have the Wong match up yet? She just broke Barty. No, I don't have it up. I'm just going to concentrate on this, and then I will go. Uh, I'll get it going. My, I didn't have my login right now. I don't feel like looking it up. All right. Well, I'll try to give you a little update, but Wong's up here 2-1 to one early in the first. Yeah, that was interesting. Did you play this? Did you play anything pre-match on this? I, no, I, I, I did not. I got, a, I got a couple Barty outrights that I was a little concerned about. Um, I saw Dan Weston wrote up, I think, Wong plus five and a half or something like that. But um, this would be an interesting match for both of them. Yeah. I would think I'd... Barty could win, but, you know, Wong plays well, so we'll see what happens. I like this little skirt. It's a little green and black thing. You got to turn this on, dude. All right. I'll figure out my password. All right. While you're doing that, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, another match we had, Annette Contivate and Alia Tomjanovic. Tomjanovic had a nice first-round win over Buzkova. Uh, Contivate a couple nice wins before having to retire. I didn't exactly see what was wrong with her. Did you see any information on why Contivate um, retired in her last match? No, I've been like doing a day-on, day-off like with my work schedule, and that was one of my work days, so I missed it. Okay. Well, she, she allows Belinda Benjic in the round of 16. We'll talk about them. Uh, did you get a chance to watch that Tomlianovich contivate match? I, I watched just a little bit of it. It was a lot of fun. I thought um, both players looked pretty good, and I'm curious to see what the rest of their hardcore season looks like. But uh, any takeaways from you in that match? Yeah, I really thought contivate played well. I thought Tom, Tom Jonovich is, you know, as usual, um, showed, you know, her skills and her fighting spirit. But contivate is, um, she's just a very talented player. I think she's got. You know, at her best, I think that, you know, she's just got a little more than Contavite just as far as the ability, I mean, than Tomjanovic as far as just the ability to generate pace and uh, some of her shot placement. I think Tomjanovic at her best can be, you know, a little more consistent and a little stronger defensively. But overall, um, I thought it was a good one for Contavite over a really solid player. It was. I was disappointed in the withdrawal there. Um, was excited to see Benjic and Contivate play because that line opened up pretty much even, which was really surprising. So a lot of respect from the market on Contivate, um, even despite her possible injury. So curious to see what the rest of her season looks like. Now it's time for me to be a little sad. Arena, the Amazonian warrior princess Sablanca, comes out, loses the first set to Azarenka, and then plays two of about the best sets I've ever seen her play in her career, um, only to come out and lose in two sets quickly to Yulia. I'm not very good at tennis, Putin Seva. Um, now, Putin Seva, we do bet on quite a bit. We love her attitude, we love her effort, but I'm struggling to think of a moment spread where either Yumi or Jorge has said anything particularly nice about the way that she plays tennis, but I'll pause for a second to. Uh, let you let you say your piece. Yeah, no. Let's let's jump in here and let's discuss this now. Why why do you think Putin save is that bad? If you think about it, she's kind of got the game um, to match up with Sabalenka and the fact that of course if Sabalenka plays her best, she's going to win. But Putin save is going to put pressure on her. She's going to uh, get balls back, and she's not going to mentally crumble. So she's going to be there even in adversity. I I don't really think that's that bad a loss at all. I think that Sabalenka. You know, had a really good run last year, and just because of the how spectacular she hits the ball, you know, we were all ready for, kind of for her ascension. But um, 
you know, she might not be ready for it yet. She's just, she's a little younger, and I don't necessarily think these losses are as bad as, as you guys do. Well, I think you kind of made my point there for me. If if Sabalenka plays well, she beats Putin say without any question. And I always struggle with players like that that, you know, require... When they, you know, when they meet some top-ranked players, some of the better players on tour, they don't have really the skills to, you know, keep the rat uh, match on their racket and win it themselves. They have to just kind of wait for errors and, and hope that the person loses. Um, so I, I guess I don't respect Putin Zeva as much given that. Um, I I think it's a solid strategy. It's very hard to redline and hit winners, uh, match after match, tournament after tournament, and um, you know, this the style of being solid will seems to get you farther in the long run as far as points it might not give you the highlights it might not be as fun to watch you know but it, look at look at like some of the top players um you know recently that have excelled with that style we have Halep that basically just hits the ball back Wozniacki basically just hits the ball back I mean this has been you know pushing or whatever you want to call it has been an effective strategy in the WTA for a very long time because it is very very hard uh, for these women to generate the power to put to to just keep hitting the, these shots over and over again, and Barty hits another unforced error to go down a double break. Um, I understand what you're saying. I think maybe that's a little disrespectful to Halep and what she does, but I understand your no, point. No, and Halep there, has has she she's developed some offense, and that's what allowed her to really take that jump. But you know, you watched earlier Halep, and she was able to make the top ten without really having a, a big offensive re- repertoire. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. There is definitely a lot of value in taking time and forcing your opponent to hit winners and always being able to get it back. But I guess I will always respect, um, you know, the, the, the people that are trying and capable of hitting winners. Yeah, no, and that's the style I like more, and that's actually a weakness in my handicapping. I notice is that I usually take the big hitters over the solid players. Um, but I think we—I don't really think that we should be denigrating defense as a solid strategy here. I think that, especially in the WTA, it's it's pretty solid in fact if i were to pull up the top 10 i'll bet you half of the players are defensive players let me do that right now we move on to the next match all right i got a trivia question for you while i look that up what is the furthest kiki burton's advanced in a grand slam event this year third round correct she (laughs) lost in the first she lost in the second round of the australian open second round of the french open third round at wimbledon to Stritzova, no less, and then the third round yesterday to Julia Gorgeous. Now, I was thinking earlier before we got on, we were talking about, um, you know, my initial thought was, you know, Kiki Burton's has had kind of a letdown of a season, but maybe it's just the slams that I've, I've got in my mind, because as I flipped through here, made the semifinals in Sydney, uh, won St. Petersburg early in the year, um, won Madrid, which is a big event, made the semifinals in Rome the following week, uh, made the finals in Hertogenbosch, which is on grass, I think that's maybe a little tougher for her, and then made the finals as well in Palermo, but what have you thought, I guess, of her year, her Grand Slam performances? I mean, are you disappointed in, in Kiki Burton's, or is this maybe her taking a step back to planet Earth? Yeah, I think that she's kind of regressing to the mean. I think that before we had always handicapped her as a poor hardcore player and a clay court specialist, and then she had a great run last year. Um, and I think she won Cincinnati last year, and that was a tournament that got us all excited for Kiki Burton's on hard courts, not to mention she did well the whole um, the whole uh, hard court run last summer. Which yes, kind much of, to one of our demise. Yeah, which kind of you know got us thinking that she's a good hard court player, but she might have just, you know, we spoke about earlier, um, just been redlining and, and been, you know, really we should factor that into our handicap that, that, that 
Kiki Burns on hard if you take out 2018 isn't the strongest player. All right, we'll move on. Simona Halep got Real quick, up. let me oh, jump in on the yeah. top 10. I would say that three out of the 10 players are mainly defensive, and Sloane Stevens likes to play defense, even though she's not always a defensive player. But those three that I chose were um, Burton's, Halep, and Svitolina are mainly defensive, and the other seven are big bangers. You got Osaka, Barty, Pliskova, um, Kvitova, Serena, and Maddie. So. Uh, All right. That's so defense is uh, definitely a good strategy. It can, can get you to the top. I've heard it wins championships. Yeah, <laughs> in other sports, right? <laughs> Simona Halep gets knocked out in the second round. I'm going to save that for when we get to the round of 16 when we talk about Taylor Townsend a little bit. Sounds um, good. Caroline Wozniacki, another loss. Um, not so disappointing getting knocked out by Bian- Bianca Andreescu. Um, I did not get no, a chance I to watch any Wozniacki. Yeah, what did, so what did you think? Uh, Bianca. It, it wasn't really as close as the score. It was six three seven five, but it felt like Bianca was in control the whole time, um, and it was just another case of you know we we spoke about it this whole pod. But um, Wozniacki, the defensive player, um, got the ball back, and then Andreescu was able able to hit winners. And Andreescu is, I think, a good example of something that. Uh, and of course, she's redlining right now. She could have a summer like Kiki Burton's, and next year, you know, we can say, oh, why do we rate her so high? But right now, I think she's doing something that Sabalenka needs to do, and that's changing the pace when need be. She's not trying to hit the tar out of every ball. She's not, you know, she's picking her spots a little better than I think Sabalenka or sometimes Keys when she's not playing her best where they just go, 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 go. Um, that's what I really like about Andreescu. But, yeah, I mean, I, she played very solid against Wozniacki, um, d- defended when she needed to, waited for the right moment, and, and then put the ball away. I Boy, Andreescu could really do make some noise here this second week, the way she's playing right now. Well, as someone that's holding the ticket for her to win her quarter and win the whole thing, um, and I got her picked in my bracket challenge, I think that's our only, the only way I can get by our buddy GB to take the title here. Yeah, um, I hope you're it. right. I hope you're right. Um, now, a really important question spread. Was Ostapenko cursing in Russian or Latvian? Oh, it was Latvian for sure. I don't know that that lines person doesn't know doesn't know Latvian. I don't how how did that code violation happen? But no, it's just more of a <laughs> the general demise. I mean, she's got no coaching, no no focus. Her serve is up there with Kasakina and one of the worst second serves. And uh, it sucked because she she played well. But like I said, we got the nice draw. I thought win over Risk was I thought was was a nice win, especially with how well Risk has been playing lately. And then Christy on, I pretty much trashed her on the pod this week, and she's um, kind of, you know, she serves better than I realized, but I don't know. I don't know if she's that that talented. I think that's a bad loss for Ostapenko. Yeah, we'll talk about on a little bit more, but I think you're right about that. That was more about Ostapenko losing than anything. Um, yeah. Petra Kvitova played one match and then lost to Andrea Pekovic. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch too much of the Pekovic match. Kvitova didn't look great, but she looked okay. I, I'm curious to see... You know, she takes another week or so off after the U.S. Open, and we get her at some of the bigger events later in the uh, Asian I'm swing. curious to see if she even plays it. You think maybe she shuts it down for the rest of the year? I, I would if I were her. She's not I don't, She's not in the top ten for our little, um, right? She, I mean in the, no, oh, definitely not in the top ten for the year-end tournament. For the year-end I tournament. I think, so there's definitely got to be another Premier Mandatory or something, though, right? Um Let's see, Zengzu, that's just a premiere. Oh, wait, she Osaka's might be. just a premiere. So she Wuhan's a premiere five. She has 4,300. She could make the, 
you're in tournament. I don't know if I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if she shut her down. I, she didn't seem 100% healthy, and I don't know. I think maybe we might see her play Wuhan and Beijing, just because, again, those are two. Um, Wuhan's a premier five. Beijing's a premier mandatory. But you're right. At yeah. that point, it's it's probably over. Um, it's a disappointing season for her. Hopefully, she gets back healthy either later this year or next year. Um, let's see. Diana Stremska looked terrified against Alina Svitolina. I got to watch most of that match. What and, happened? And she was not I ready. didn't see it. She just she looked shook. She was... She didn't look focused. She didn't look composed. She did not look like she was ready to play probably the best woman in the history of Ukrainians tennis. Um, it was just sad. She hit in a lot of errors. Svinolina, I mean, played a, a nice match, but it didn't seem to really struggle too hard to just, you know, always have Yastremsk in a position where she was about to get broken. So a really disappointing end of the tournament for her. Yeah, that's too bad. I thought that, you know, that's a good matchup. And if I remember right... Oh, no, Svitolina beat her the last time she played real recently, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, they had never played. That was the first time they'd ever met. Oh, it was? Yeah, it was. I think oh, that's okay. why Yastremska was a little nervous. So, we'll see. I'm sure the two of them will get a chance to play again. Um, Cannon Keys was a fun match. Sophia Cannon seems to still struggle with Madison Keys' power and ability to hit a lot of winners, but I'm excited to watch the two of them play multiple times over the next few years. How about you? Yeah, I... The Cannon hype, you know, it's funny we talk about defensive players, right? She's the best defensive American we have right now, kind of the opposite of what we do mm-hmm. over here, right? Usually we get these big servers, big forehands. Um, so I like the variety in her style, but she's going to have that same problem um, against the other big hitting players. So uh, hopefully she's like Halep and she's able to develop a little offense too, um, a little variety there. Katie McNally, another young American who also happens to be Coco Goff's doubles partner. If you haven't got a chance to watch any doubles this week, oh really? Try to pull up. Yeah, they're, they're fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, they're fun I, to watch. I haven't watched that one yet. Okay, I, mean, I watched their match and I watched Curios play with Copel on the men's side. That was a ton of fun. So but McNally Mc... did pretty well against Serena, right? I watched. Yeah, that it one. took a took a set off. Ever seemed to you know be able to hang a little bit, but. Um, Serena kind of warmed up and, and flipped the Serena switch, and that was the end of that. But yeah. inspiring to see her take a set off Serena Williams, especially in America like that. Yeah. Let's see, flipping through a little bit. Um, Sevastov and Schweitek, that was a lot of fun. I know there was a lot of action both ways on that match. Um, Sevastov had a kind of a fun tournament. You know, she did run into a little bit of a brick wall against Martich there, but um, not too bad first couple matches from her. Angie Kerber goes down in the first round to Kiki Fabi Mladenovic. Any wow. thoughts? Didn't see it. Very surprised, but what are you going to do there? I mean, Kerber's she... another one that had a disappointing season, and I would also put her in the Kvitova category. Is I don't know if we've seen her fully healthy this year. I think she's resting back from these injuries. Yeah, hands out a bagel in the middle set, still loses the match. Um, Fiona Farrow had a nice couple matches. The young French woman who was pretty solid during the clay season. I was actually surprised to see her so play, play so well and hard these last few weeks, but thought that was a good name to point out. And mm-hmm. then I, th- I think that's just about it, unless you have anything to say about Miss Zachary. I mean, she's what you expect. That's a tough matchup for her against Barty, being, we've talked about it earlier, but being the defensive player and playing against such a technician like Barty that really... Uh, I consider Barty an offensive player, but I can also consider her pretty consistent. And like I mentioned with Andreescu earlier, definitely knows how to pick her spots and when to be aggressive. So um, that's actually the worst possible style matchup there for uh, Zachary. And let's go ahead and talk about someone that I'm surprised, although I have her in my bracket, Kanta. She's playing pretty well, huh? 
Yeah. Yeah, she is. I was going to save her for the Rat of 16 stuff, but let's okay, dive well, in. Well, all right. So let's dive into that then. Um, right. We've got three matches today. Um, we're watching right now Wong serving for the first set. She's up 5-2 here. Now up 30 love. Looks like she's going to close this out. Barty looks um, disinterested. How's her serve looking? I didn't pull it up. I, I don't even know what my password is. It's all like saved on the computers. and I usually watch ESPN Plus on my PlayStation. There you go. Um, you know, Wong's playing some really nice tennis, and Barty's just hitting a lot of errors. Um, seems to struggle with keeping the ball on the lines based on a little bit I've watched picking my head up every now and then. But, okay. um, you know, Wong's not getting all of her first serves in, but the second ones look solid. So we'll see if she can close that out. The next match I think we have today um, looks like, you know, let me see if I could pull up the schedule, actually. It doesn't look like there's times next to these for whatever reason. Um, the next match we have will be Kanta Pliskova. Uh, I think that'll be a really interesting match. Joe Kanta plus 150, Pliskova minus 175. The total set at an unbelievably high 22, something you rarely see um, in these markets. And actually, we've got two 22s today. But what is your thought on this match? When I looked at it at first, you know, I kind of lean the underdog here. I see two very similar players, but Kanta's had a nice last week. So give me your thoughts. I mean... Pliskova, it's, it's almost like the things we were talking about earlier. We're getting a lot of these offense versus defense matches. If Pliskova plays, you know, her best, she should win. Um, big serve. Uh, the courts seem to be playing pretty fast, except for Ash. And I, they're not on Ash, are they? Let me see if I can answer that for you. But, but they're on Louis Armstrong. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I think if Pliskova plays her best, she wins. But at that price, I don't really like the bet because anything less than 100% and I think Contra will be strong enough to defeat her that's what I think I think it, I think this is Contra pass for sure um, you know, when I think what's about the little both, three set market let me see yeah over 22 let me pull up Bovada Bovada is the only one that only that always has consistently the over two and a half set markets but I imagine it will be a pretty rough price given how high the total is um, oh, wow. I'm looking right now, and good thing Jorge's not here to get upset about this uh, breakdown, but uh, Pliska was 6-1 and one against Joe Conte. Am I reading this right on Tennis Abstract? I think so. I, I pulled that I'm, up earlier. I'm new to, this web, new to this website. I wasn't using it before, and you're, you're uh, converting me here. But and wow, 6-1, so, and one, huh? Yep, over 2.5 sets, plus 140. I would not touch that. That should be plus 160 at the very least, but... Yeah, Pliskova does have a big head-to-head match, but, you know, it, it's Pliskova. She seems to fall apart as these tournaments go later and later and later. So I'm excited to watch that, but no action for me there. Yeah, and if anything, I think it's, uh, looking at that, it's Pliskova or no play. Jorge's going to hate it that I based off head-to-head, but um, that's what well, I'm He's not here to her. defend himself, so that's fine. <laughs> he's not here to defend uh, or for to attack my, my love of head-to-head as a breakdown. That's right. Serena Williams plays Petra Martic next after that. Serena, big favorite, minus 575. She's laying five games. The total's at 19.5. That actually opened at a juiced 20. Um, so some decent movement there to get it from 20 down to 19.5. That's actually a solid move in that market. But yeah, any trouble for Serena today? Do you expect her to just you know kind of beat up Martic and move on? I, um, I think that... In the form that Martich is in right now, that Serena, I mean, that Martich plus games is is a smart play. But due to the fact that, you know, you can just get the, what I call the Serena steamroll, um, I'm going to stay away from it. But I do like Martich's form here, and I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if we had a nice, tough three-set match happen today. 
It would be fun to see as a uh, Barty outright ticket holder. I would really love Serena to get knocked out, but based on the way this first set's going with Wong, I'm not sure that'll matter. Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? Madison but... Yeah, Madison Keys minus 122 against Fidelina. A little disappointed. I grabbed Madison Keys last night, I think, at like minus 135. So somebody came and took a pop on Svitolina. What do you think about this match? I think it does kind of fit our pattern here of a, a big hitter, a, you know, someone trying to hit winners versus a little more defensive player. But, um, you know, I know you love head-to-head a lot here. They've only played three times, but both times in the United States. Keys is one. Svitolina won the one time they played elsewhere. Um, what do you think about this match? Is this a, a key spot, or are you thinking maybe Svitolina here? Yeah, so this is the only bet I actually made today. I took Keys here. Um, I just think that in her form, at home, uh, in her conditions, you know, with being a little hotter and everything. I just like Keys here a lot. I obviously, you know, she doesn't play her best. Vinalina has the uh, defensive acumen to make her pay. But overall, I just, uh, I think this is Keys' match to win, and I, I actually put some money down on Keys here. I'm only bet of the day. I agree. I think it'll be pretty tight, though. So I'm going to actually look. If Keys gets a, an early break or even takes the first set, I might look for Svitolina live here. She's a fighter, and I don't think this is going to be fairly quick. Now, the total's, a, again, a gigantic 22 here, and the over two and a half sets, I'm seeing at like 130, 135. So um, nothing to be played there. But don't be afraid to take whoever gets broken early here live. Definitely. good. That's a good idea there, too. Let's jump to tomorrow. Naomi and I know is... you have a bet. I oh. know you have a bet for tomorrow. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. And it'll be this, the first match we talk about here. Yeah, Naomi Osaka is playing Belinda Bencic. Now, for those of you that followed my preview on deepdivemedia.co, um, you're holding a Belinda Bencic to win the whole thing at 45-1 to 1 and Belinda Bencic to win her quarter at 12-1. to 1. And this line opened a preposterous, as far as I'm concerned, Osaka minus 230, Bencic plus 192. I sent you a message in our little chat group earlier today about that, and you said, you know, you thought really Grand Slam pedigree was driving that line. But, you know, take a step back for me, and, and what are your thoughts on this line? Does this make sense to you? Do you think Osaka deserves to be this big of a favorite? Um, yes. And how Okay, far, go ahead. Give it to me. Is, what's Benches' best Grand, Grand Slam result so far? Didn't we talk about so far as in about the fourth round? Let me pull that up. Um, I know that she hasn't done too much phenomenally from a Grand Slam standpoint. I know most of the time, frankly, she's injured. Let me pull up here. Level. Most of the time she's injured. She is. She gets hurt just about every single year. So going back through this year, lost to Allison Risk in Wimbledon. Obviously nothing to complain about there. Lost to Donna Vekic at the French Open. Maybe not the best loss in the world in the Australian Open. Lost to Kvitova, who was playing really great at that point. Um, let's see. First round exit last year in the U.S. Open. I think, honestly, the furthest she's ever made it. You know, she made the quarterfinals at the U.S. Open in 2014, but that was quite some time ago. And as you go back, um, looks like she actually even skips some slams every now and then. But you make a good point about the, the slam pedigree. Um, but that doesn't mean she can't possibly do it now. I mean, everybody does have their first kind of breakout, but are you really just trusting Osaka's ability to stay calm and cool in the familiar conditions? Or, um, you know, from a tennis perspective, say they were playing this match, you know, say this was a match last week or a few weeks ago, I'm sorry, in Cincinnati, would the line still be minus 230? I think in Cincinnati, Osaka would be favored even more because Cincinnati's way faster. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe that's a bad example, but just on your say yeah. average hard hardcore. I'd say Toronto would be a good example, but I understand. Your there point. you go. Um, right. One thing you know, we'll discuss head to head. Benchitz actually beat Osaka on hard courts in Indian Wells, but if I remember right, that was right after the coaching split. That was our first tournament after coaching split. Am I right about that? Was that this year? or Was that last year? I yeah, can't this remember. year, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. I think it was either just before or after the coaching split for us. Yeah, so so that, I think that was our first tournament without a coach. Um, I don't know how much I put into that. And then Benchich beat her on clay this year as well in May in Madrid. Um, obviously way different surface. Don't know how much I put in that. I just like uh, Naomi here. So I guess this would be an example of what Jorge is saying is, is the context of the head-to-head, right? So right. we go... Three and one, and Osaka's only win is in 2013. So since 2015, 2017, three and zero, right? But then we, when we look at the individual circumstances, like for example, the Indian Wells, Osaka not being in the right place mentally. Um, I know that the coaching split was harder for her than she kind of tried to lean on in the media, and then a clay match, you know, and surfaces and conditions that really have nothing to do um, with what we're going to be experiencing here. I think Naomi's kind of weathered the storm as far as the switch is gone i think she's kind of getting back to form my big worry would be here would be her knee but uh, you've watched her matches right she's looked pretty healthy so far right yeah she's looked all right i don't think that she's really extended herself too much i think that's part of the second set yesterday against coco she was i think trying a little more and does look yeah. mostly healthy but you know how i mean I think you know you've grown up playing tennis and played a little basketball, so you know how knees are. You know, yeah. it's noticed that thing can buckle, and it's it's a whole different story. Yeah, so I mean, I understand your path path of victory here. Benches plays consistent, kind of wears down Naomi, um, you know, mentally and physically if she is having prompt knees problems. But um, I think that Osaka, just as she redlines, she's going to win this match, and she's been playing pretty well yesterday. I mean, that second set against Coco, did she even miss? No, no, it wasn't I mean, really. She was yeah. playing incredible tennis. I'm, I'm hoping, frankly, we get a little bit of a letdown there. I do love that Benchich gets the extra day off, not having to play Contivate. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the price, I mean, plus 190, that's wild. That's that's wild. I, I agree that Osaka should be favored, but not, not by this much. This seems to be a little bit of an overreaction on my point. Um, but speaking of things I didn't expect, Wong gets a yeah, break here in that. the first game. Now she's up 6-2 in the first set and then it's got the break here in the second so um Barty not looking great was turning I don't know if she was talking to a lines person or somebody in the stands but um is not having fun to say the least yeah wouldn't that be quite an upset and uh that would kind of upset the apple cart wouldn't it absolutely Donna Vekic minus 135 against Julia Gorgeous I spent a lot of time thinking about Gorgeous here at, at plus 115 I you know, I think you're gonna pull pull up the head to head probably again. That's I think she's like, right I think now. she's, I think she's three and zero in the last couple of years. Um, yeah. And to me, it seems like a pretty even match. I was surprised this wasn't just like a nice easy minus one ten both ways. But who do you like here? You lean in Vekic or do you like Gorgeous maybe as a small dog? This one's tough. I haven't. I've watched Gorgeous and she played well. I have not seen a Vekic match yet this this tournament. Have you watched one? Uh, no, I got to see maybe five or ten minutes of her play the other day. Let okay. me flip back through. Well, she beat your uh, your favorite uh, fiery defender, Putin save of the last round. Oh, um, boy. Defeated Kanepi, and I didn't see Kanepi this year at all. No, Kanepi Hogan... hasn't looked good in the last couple of weeks. Hogan Camp's fine, yeah. but that probably should have been an easier match. So, you know, looking at this, besides beating up on Putin save, she hasn't done anything too spectacular. 
And I watched Gorgas Burton's yesterday, and obviously Gorgas played well and deserved the victory, but I Burton's wasn't wasn't particularly strong in that match. No. She had a lot of problems keeping the ball on the court. So I, I think I lean gorgeous here. I don't know if I'm gonna make a swing. Of course I'll tweet it out if I do, but not too much there for yeah, me. Yeah, I might say. go for, I might go for a little of that. I haven't I, th- I think it's gorgeous or no play there. I think it'd just be dog or pass. Uh, no, whoever gets the plus money, you know, if you had Vekic at plus one thirty, that'd be a good play too. Mm-hmm. But uh, interesting that they have her as the favorite. I guess they're just going off this year's results. Uh, gorgeous obviously is another one that struggled with health, but she looked pretty healthy yesterday. Another young American sensation playing some really great and interesting tennis. Taylor Townsend yeah. reminding the world of serve and volley, much to the delight of Chrissy Everett and John McEnroe and, and really ever every former player that has a microphone in front of them. You know, I, I like listening to John McEnroe quite a bit, but his You're favorite, the his only fi- one on tennis Twitter, right? I mean Dude, they hate I, him. I get it. It's so him and Chrissy Everett I have the same thought about. They ha they expect every tennis player to be able to do all the stuff that they used to do without any sort of recognition that they were, you know, two of the 10 best tennis players of all time. But what I do like about McEnroe is, you know, he kind of points out a little bit how stale some of the game is and the fact that, you know, serve and volley specifically um, doesn't really exist all that much. So I know that they have been loving watching Taylor Townsend come to net over and over again. What have you thought of her play? And, um, you know, how much of that Hallett match did you get to watch? So I turned it on in the second set when it appeared that something was going on because I'll be honest, I wrote that off as an easy win uh, for Hallett pre-match, so I didn't have too much interest in it, so I was watching some of the other matches. Um, as far as her being able to use serve and volley, I think it's fantastic. I think it's like, um, you know, in the other sports when someone implements something that no one's used to seeing or how do you defend it, you know, you're really just not used to it. And um, I was watching some Tennis Channel this morning before we started, and uh, Nuratilova, my favorite servant volley player of all time, was on there, and she was saying the best part about the strategy is it forces your opponent to make a good, sharp return. You know, if you're just, uh, you know, baseline dueling, you just need to get the ball back, and then, you know, if you get the ball back, most likely you're going to be in negative court position compared to your opponent. So now you're slowly grinding, trying to get back to that 50-50, that neutral court position. Whereas um, on serve and volley, you don't have the luxury of just chipping it back and then trying to, to slowly work your way back into court position. You need to make a sharp return right off the bat. And I think that uh, for a lot of players, especially players that like to chip their returns or um, use their uh, opponent's serve pace and not really generate their own pace on return, I think it can be a struggle. Um, and Townsend has you know, definitely taking advantage of that. I think that she's a much better athlete than she gets physical credit for because of the way that she looks physically. I think that um, she's a lot quicker than she appears. And I also think that, um, you know, she did a stint in team tennis last year. She was playing a lot of team tennis uh, last summer. And I think the doubles and stuff is definitely helping her volleys because they look crisp. She has power volleys. She has drop volleys. She's got good angles. And, um, you know, I love coming to the net when I play tennis. It was a different time back then. Serving volley was it was, a, it was an accepted, you know, a, more than 30 to 40% of the players played serving volley. So I personally love it. Uh, what do you think of it? 
I think it's fun to watch. I like the aggressiveness of it. I like that it forces a lot of creativity and, and quick reactions. I mean, that's why I have been watching more doubles. I like to, I like that kind of tennis. You know, it's yeah. do, it does get kind of boring watching you know two people stand back far behind the baseline and just keep hitting the ball back and forth until somebody misses. It is fun to watch somebody hit a serve and have a plan. You know, I'm going to hit this serve in there. I'm going to take three steps up to the net, and no matter what happens, I'm there. Uh, right. So, so I like it a lot. It's been really great to watch. So, you know, T- Taylor Townsend has been a lot of fun. But do you think she has any chance to get by Andreescu or is the party over? Oh, she's definitely got a chance. I'm not going to make the same mistake I did um, riding her off against Halep. I kind of have been dismissing her as kind of a team tennis ITF level player um, that showed a lot of talent and hasn't um, really, like, backed it up. And now... You know, this is a great run. It puts her on the map. I saw, like, you know, on the tennis channel I was watching this morning, you know, some of the the pro, uh, the celebrities were tweeting about her, too. She's definitely got some attention. And I think a lot of that is the fun style of tennis she's playing and the fact that she's providing something different um, for the fans. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if you got eight matches and seven of them were baseline duels and one of them has got these quick, sharp points with a bunch of winners, um, you know, the quick, sharp points are obviously going to draw your eye. Um, now, that being said, Andreescu is playing some of the best tennis I've seen so far of the whole tournament, so I expect Andreescu to win, but this is definitely a match that's going to be worth watching tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm excited to watch. I think Andreescu is going to take care of business, but you know, it's fun to watch somebody with a little variety kind of mix things up. And it'll be fun, too. You know, you talk about live betting. You know, let's see how she deals with it the first couple games. You know, if she looks completely thrown off by it, you know, if she's just chipping her returns, um, you know, it could be some very interesting results here. So uh, I think this is definitely one to keep an eye on. And if Bianca looks flustered by the serve and volley tactics, uh, might be able to jump in on Townsend a little bit before it's too late. I think the key will be how um, how well she uh, how well she's able to keep her composure. Christian plus 270 against Elise Mertens minus 335. Um, we've got a Mertens to win the quarter ticket. I know Jorge and I do. I don't know if you followed along their spread, but in a really good spot. I think Mertens um, should be able to take care of business here. How about you? Do you think uh, On might be able to keep the run going, or should you know, are Mertens tickets are they safe? I like Mertens here. On didn't really impress me that much. She's had a really easy path to get here so far. All right, I think that wraps up all my thoughts there on the matches. We do have a few outright prices. I know these markets are closed just about everywhere, but Bet365 is nice enough to leave them open, so we have at least a little reference point. Um, Serena Williams, you know, 9-4 to four here, so a little better than 2-1. to one. Um, The favorite, Andreescu, 5-1. to one. Naomi Osaka, a little better than 6-1. Six, six to one. Actually, I'm looking 6.5-1. to one. Barty at 7-1. to one. Obviously, that's not looking so hot right now. Uh, Pliskova eight to one, Keys ten to one, Svitolina fourteen, Benchich still at twenty five. Oh my gosh, Conta twenty five, Vekic twenty five, Gorgeous thirty three, Mertens forty, and then Townsend sixty six, Martich sixty six, Wong at eighty, and and on at a hundred. You know, so ran through those pretty quickly. But g- give me your thoughts there, Sprint. Any numbers you like in that market? I mean, Benchich at twenty five to one still looks nice to me. Benchich is still twenty five to one. Yep. Well, I mean, she's a big dog in the match versus Osaka, so her outright number would, you know, logically be pretty high given that position. But yeah, twenty-five to one. Wow. Conta twenty-five to one too. That's another interesting one. Those I think two. Benches is a lot more value than Conta, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I do. 
I think, I think she's got more variety to her game. Absolutely. Let me pull up the rest of Conta's draw here. Yeah, Conta gets the winner of Svitolina Keys, and then whoever wins that fourth quarter. I actually don't mind that Conta number, 25-1. to 1. I think she has a chance to get past Pliskova, and then I don't, I'm not too worried about either Keys really, or Svitolina I'm, against her. Yeah, I think the more I'm looking into it, the more I, I think that she's going to struggle with Pliskova today. Yeah. But so benches twenty five to one. We kind of like that if you don't already have some benches liability. But everything else looks about right. And what'd you say Andreescu was? Five to one. Wow, they're giving her a lot of respect already. Okay. Well, if you take so, let's take a look at the rest of her draw. That was one of the things I liked. Once if Halop got taken care of, Andreescu kind of has a cakewalk. She's got Townsend, then she's got the winner of Mertens on. And then she wins whoever comes out. And then she's got whoever comes out of the top quarter, which might be Benchich, might be Osaka. But, you know, she's in really, really good shape. I, I think that she's a favorite in just about every match she plays the rest of the way until she gets, until maybe she sees Serena in the final. Yeah, that makes sense then when you mention it that way. Yeah, you got to take a look at the draw and you look at the stuff. So. Kvitova going out kind of opened things up for her. Yeah, it did. Because if Kvitova's sitting there for the next round... Uh, I think that's a much tougher path for her. Jeez, Barty is just getting the brake speed off of her. She's going to get broken again. Wow. It's 3-1 in the well, second. Well, good, good thing I didn't bet on that match, huh? I know. Because I would have uh, got it wrong. 3-1 here in the second. Love 30. Let's see. What what kind of error is she going to hit now? Up oh, blows the back hit. Did that stay in? Oh, looks at that. She got a little backhand slice. Hit the line. Good for her. All right, um, that's about all that I had. Anything for you to add here, Spread, before we wrap it up? All right, so I think we should finish, though. Let's uh, let's do a prediction for the winner. Who do you got to win the tournament? I stick, I'm sticking with Andreescu. That's who I had pre-tournament. I love the way her draw opened up, and I think that you know this is her year on hard court. So I'm sticking with Andreescu. How about you? I'm going to stick with Madison Keys. I think she's playing great. I, uh, I would love to see a Keys... Andrescu final. That is the final that I'm rooting for. Uh, obviously, we have a little investments on it, but I also think as a fan, wouldn't that just be fantastic? Yeah, it would. It would be tremendous. So. I think that would be a really great match. So I think we'll see maybe Andrescu Keys or Andrescu Serena would be my my druthers there. So I think. Uh, so if uh, if if Wang pulls this off here, or Wang pulls this off here, she's gonna be playing the winner of Serena uh, versus Martich, huh? I yep. think I think Wang's a much better matchup for Serena than Barty. Well, I'd say based on what I'm watching I'm right Serena now, yes. right, if I'm watching Serena right now, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited that that Barty melted down today. I think that that's a good matchup for her. She kind of gets two similar players here. Obviously, you know, Petra's. I think she's got a little more variety uh, than Wong, um, but boy, that's that's two similar matches. Uh, and then she would be going against. Most likely, in my mind, a hard hitter because I think she's going to get either Keys or Pliskova. So that'd be interesting to see how she uh, deals with the change of pace there. But if anyone can do it, it's uh, it's Serena Williams. As she reminded everyone when she didn't uh, do any warm-up terms before Wimbledon, she knows how to play tennis. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, have a great week. And if you can, give us a follow on Twitter at NetworthPod. Um, we'd love a rating and review if you're on iTunes or you can rate or review us on whatever you're listening to. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening. Good luck in all your wagers.